Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And today I'm going to introduce you to another analogy that might help shift some perception and behavior for you. Because really this is all about shifting perception and behavior. It's all about shifting the T line in the model of alignment and the A line in the model of alignment. And brothers, I know it's been a long time since we've talked about the model of alignment. We've talked, it's been a long time since we've talked about the universal truth. But really that's what all of this is about, right? It's all about cognitive mastery. It's all about mind management. And with some of my more advanced students, I'm actually even taking them into a deeper journey or down, <laughs> down the wormhole around this whole idea of insanity and what it means to be insane. Because we talk a lot about this. You know, there's words, brothers, words. Words are symbols. They're symbols of symbols, in fact. It makes it very difficult for human beings to communicate with each other. Because we never have direct communication, right? We never are directly communicating our intentions with each other. We're only utilizing symbols to represent our intentions. And though sometimes those symbols are movements, behaviors. Sometimes those symbols are words, sounds. And other times those symbols are, are actual symbols. They're symbols. They're pictures, right? They're letters, sentences, and paragraphs, right? So actual Symbols. That's what letters are. You realize letters may mean something to you, <laughs> but hieroglyphics also meant something to our ancestors. They mean nothing to you because they're pictures. To them, they were words, ideas, letters. They were intentions. To us, we have an alphabet, and there are different alphabets throughout the world. You know, you might look at the Japanese alphabet or the Greek alphabet, and it makes no sense because they're just symbols. And they're symbols of intentions. They're symbol of, symbols of ideas. So as we communicate our ideas with each other, we're never actually getting the direct intention. We always have to use symbols to do that. And sometimes these symbols, or I should say most of the time, if not all the time, I'm very hesitant about saying always or never, right? Very hesitant about working with absolutes, brothers. But because of what we're dealing with in terms of words, I might be able to use the word always by saying that we're always using words that have an opposite. There's always a duality in a symbol. There's always duality in words because words only exist here in duality. Words don't exist in the oneness. There's no need for words. I may get back to that later in the podcast. So we're using words that have a duality. And I know that because of the way we connotate these words in their duality, there's going to be a better and a worse. There's going to be a positive, a negative. There's going to be a more desirable and a less desirable. And so when I use the word insanity, Really what I'm saying is I'm using another analogy, another way, another symbol to describe a certain intention. And sometimes we use the word insane. Sometimes we use the word fractured. Sometimes we use the word split. When we talk about the mind, the insane mind, the fractured mind, the split mind. Sometimes we use the word beta condition. Sometimes we use the word ego. Sometimes we use the word asleep. And I say we, I mean people in this industry, in this community, whether that's the life coaching, the personal development, the spiritual community, 
There's different words that all really have a similar intention, but by using these words, we immediately introduce a contrast. Because when I say insanity, the contrast is, of course, to be sane. And who wants to be insane? Raise your hand if you want to be insane. Right? You want to be sane, don't you? And what about asleep? Who wants to be asleep? Who raise your hand if you want to be asleep? No, you want to be awake, don't you? And who wants to be fractured? Nobody wants to be fractured. We want to be whole. Right? Nobody wants to be split. We want to be complete. So when we use these words, of course, we're talking about some kind of preferred state of being and some kind of unpreferred state of being because that's the contrast. That's the duality. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, brothers, by starting this podcast on insanity and telling you that I am insane. Yes, <laughs> Mr. A is insane. Kevin Ao has proclaimed his own insanity, and here's why. It has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today. Because the definition of natural is to exist in or be caused by nature, not made or caused by humans. So not man-made, that's one definition. To be natural, to be in nature. And what's the definition of normal? The definition of normal is to conform to a standard, a standard that's usual, typical, or expected. It's the usual, average, or typical state or condition. So right away, we've set up a contrast. Right away, normal is not natural, and natural is not normal. <laughs> Which is wild, brothers, because there can be overlap. If we had a Venn diagram on this, for example, you know, the two circles that overlap, normal and natural do have some overlapping things because there are some things that may be considered to be a typical state, a typical condition, maybe usual or average, and is still existing in and caused by nature. For example, a tree, right? A tree would be existing in caused by nature and in its usual typical state. But when it comes to human beings, our perception, the way we see the world, our thought process, our mindsets, our conditioning, put normal and natural at odds. Because the way we see the world is not in its natural state. We see the world in our conditioned state. And it's normal to be in that conditioned state. It's normal to see the world through the way we all see the world as humans. And I say we all see the world as humans because I'm talking of the majority, right? That's another absolute all. We don't all see the world through our conditioning, but most humans do. Most humans see the world through their conditioning. They don't see the world in its natural form. And this is one of the alpha male tenets. You may remember this alpha male tenet. We, we humans, the collective we, the humanity of we, we don't see the world the way it is. We don't see what's natural. We see the world the way we are. We see what appears to be normal for us. You, know, you go back in time, even 50 years even 50 years, never mind 100 years, 500 years, or 1,000 years. You go back even 50 years, and our ancestors 50 years ago would not recognize what is natural and may not even agree with what we, in 2023, consider normal, a usual average or typical state or condition. Even 50 years ago, 
Our great great grandparents may say this is not this is not normal. <laughs> this is not normal behavior for human beings. Because normal changes and natural doesn't. And as we move further and further away from what is natural, we redefine and recreate what appears to be normal for us. And if you can understand that difference, the understand the difference between these two words, now I want to define insane. The word insane is defined as a state of mind which prevents normal perception, behavior, or social interaction. Now, that word right there is what throws me off, brothers. That word right there is what allows me to use the word insane to define my state of mind. Because my state of mind is not normal perception. It's not normal behavior. I do not have a normal social interaction. (laughs) I see people for the way they are, not for the way they see themselves. I don't believe the story that people tell themselves about themselves because nine times out of 10, or should I even say 999 times out of 1,000, the story that people tell themselves about themselves is narrow. It's deprecating. It's usually criticizing. I don't believe that story. I don't believe the story that you tell yourself about how you're not enough. So even my social interactions are very outside the realm of normal. But the state of mind, which prevents normal perception, behavior, or social interaction would be insane. So sanity may be natural, but insanity is definitely normal. And because normal is now considered sane, to be abnormal and natural would be considered insane. And that's why I say to you brothers here and now that I'm insane. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the split mind and the way we view the world. Because it's possible to view the world through two ways, in a couple of different ways, in many different ways, because it's not either or, <laughs> it's always both and. And even in this example, it's both and. We are both body and emotion, vibration. Now, you've heard me say, and again, this is why words are symbols, and I have to be very careful about my words, because you've heard me say, you are not your body, you are not your mind, you are not your personality, you are not your emotions, because you are the watcher of all of it. That is, you are the great everything, the creation of the creator. And you are your body, and you are your mind, and you are your vibrations. It's a both and. It's not an either or. It's not your either this or that. It's your both. The body is a vehicle. To say you are your body, it'd be like saying the skin is the body. If I said the skin is the body, you know there's a fallacy in that statement. He's like, no, the skin is a part of the body, right? But it's not the body. Because it's not the totality of the body. You know, it comes, it's what surrounds the body. It's the organ that keeps the body together, right? It's kind of like the outer suit of the body. If there was a zipper on my skin, I could unzip it, and it would kind of contain the body, right? So to say the skin is the body, or to say the skin is not the body, also is a little bit iffy, right? Like, I don't know. Like, it's not the body. Like, you're right about that, but it kind of is, too. Right? The skin is not the body, but... Well, when I look at you, like I can see all of your skin and it's, you know, it's on the body. It's a part of the body. It's surrounding the body, right? And that's the same thing I say when I say you are not your body. 
It's kind of like saying your skin is not your body because you are, right? The skin is a part of the body, but it's not the totality of the body. So for me to say that you are not your body is the same. Your body is a part of you, but it's not the real you. It's not the all you. It's a part of you. It's a part of the way you experience the you in this form. And it's the same with vibration. And if we have that choice, it's not always a choice either, brothers. Understand it's a both and, but the mind sees it as a choice because the mind is split. It sees it as an either or. And it wants to identify with something. If the mind says, okay, so who am I? Who am I? What is me? It's kind of presented with these options. It's presented with the option of body or vibration. And of course, we're both, right? We're the totality of it all. But that, with that choice, it becomes very easy to sway. Very easy to sway into I am the body. And then our mind is hijacked by form and it becomes pulled into the realm of form. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that because the realm of form is our playground, brothers. I do not want to come down on the realm of form and say the realm of form is bad or corrupt or evil, and I'm not trying to get you to deny your body. I'm not an ascetic that says, or a monk that says, go out into the cave and the temple and deny yourselves the pleasure of the world. Just the opposite, in fact. I'm offering that you tie the two together. But you can only tie the two together when you balance, when you have an awareness that you are everything, that you are one, that it's not this either-or game that you're not swaying too hard into the realm of form because that is where I get the term insanity from. To say that I am this body, which is to say I am my car. <laughs> I am my vehicle. Right? Of course you're not your car. You get into your car and it takes you from one place to the next. But you are not your car. You get in and out of it and you don't define your identity, yourself. Some people may do, but they still know that that's not who they are. They just know that, you know, they love their car and their parts of car clubs and all kinds of stuff like that. But so their identity may be a part of it. It's not the answer to the question of who am I? But we do that with our body. We do that with form. And when we do that with form, the mind is swayed into the realm of form, which is in separation. So the moment the mind attaches to the body, it begins a split notion that I am this body, they are that body, these other humans, these other things, and I am incomplete, I'm split, I'm fractured. There's the foundation, right? The whole foundation. Psychologically, it's I am not enough. <laughs> in, the, in psychology, they say the fracture is I am not enough. Here in this community, in this realm, this industry, just we say it's lack. It's lack. In the spiritual realm, it's lack. Spiritual community, right? It's lack. It's the illusion of nothingness, that there's something not there. And what does that illusion lead to? That illusion leads to repairing that lack, filling that lack, filling that void. Or in psychology, it, says, it leads to all the derivatives of I am not enough. How can I become enough? And so the split is between having and being because we are being through this body, but we're having, we're missing a having, we're missing something. The body needs something that doesn't have. This 3D illusion, this 3D experience needs something it doesn't have, right? This body needs food, it needs rest, it needs, it needs water. You know, this third dimensional experience, right? I need relationships, I need a job. Like a dog, right? Like a dog, I need something to do. I need to do, 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 right? I need money. I need money and things and stuff. I need to fill space with stuff. 
That's the having. That's the split between being and having. I'm being as a human. I'm being as a body, but there's something missing that I don't have. And there's a split. And that split creates the insanity. That split drives the insanity because once you are being, once your mind recognizes itself, its being, its ego, essentially, it's looking at the ego and seeing that there's a separation in having, it starts answering the question. It starts looking for getting. How can I feel? I could get, 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 get. I need to get. I need to get these things. Get, 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 get. And what do I do to get? What, do I, what needs to happen for me to get is doing. I need to start doing. So the mind becomes very, very, very tied up in doing. Doing, 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 doing. That's the insanity, brothers. And check yourself. Check your mind. Don't take my word for it, right? Just sit and listen to what's going on in your mind. How much of your mind is spent thinking about doing? What do I have to do? What do I need to do? What should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? What comes next in my doing? All the planning of doing. All the doing that comes from fear. Right? Because it's about getting. It's about getting what you think you don't have. And maybe there's some times that you're not thinking about doing. But those are the times that you're judging. And usually there's something you need to do about your judgments. Which is also wild, right? Maybe there's a lot of judgments scattered as well. Think about that. Did you want to act on those judgments, right? Like maybe it's something about somebody close to you. you know, your wife, your girlfriend. My wife, my girlfriend, my kids. I make a judgment on my partner, right? She's sad, right? There's the thought. My girlfriend's sad. My wife is sad. But immediately it goes to doing, right? <laughs> That's the insanity. I need to do something to make her not sad. What can I do? What can I do to fix this, to change this, to help this, to alter this, to affect this? What can I do? I need to do something. Because there's something that's missing, something I need to get. What do I need to get? I need to get her happiness. I need to get her approval. I need to get myself to feel better, which is only going to come through her feeling better. I need to get, get, get. There's something I'm missing. What am I missing? What do I not have, right? Where's my split? I don't have peace. I don't have happiness. I don't have balance. I don't have something because my girlfriend's upset. There's something I don't have. There's something I don't have. There's something I need to get, and therefore there's something I need to do. This is the insanity. Because of the split. Now, what does it mean to be sane then? Well, what's the alternative, Kevin? What's the alternative, brother? What do we do here? <laughs> That's why when I'm coaching men, whether it's in the academy or one-on-one, -on -one, the question always comes back to how. It's always how. What do I do? Tell me what to do. How do I do it? That's why when you, probably when you listen to podcasts, you're looking for hows, right, brothers? You're looking for hows. How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I live better? How do I be better? How do I change my behaviors, right? How, how, how? How do I do, do, do? And that's why this podcast might throw you off quite a bit. Because even though we do talk a lot about the how, it all comes from being. Because that's the alternative. When the mind's not split, when the mind's together, having and being are united. When the mind is split, having and being are separate. As I mentioned, you are being but not having. Having comes from the world. Having comes from the third dimension. Having comes from form, from things and stuff. I don't have that form, whether it's that person, whether it's that money, whether it's that thing, whether it's that title, that job, whatever it is, I don't have it because it's separate from me. That's the illusion. 
when they're united, this is the perception I'm talking about. This is the perception that makes me insane <laughs> because it's a state of mind that prevents normal perception, behavior, and social interaction. And when I say normal behavior, perception, and action, I'm talking about the split mind. That's normal. The split mind is normal. The insanity is now normal. And because the insanity is normal, that is now sane because it's normal and the insane is natural. And that's where the mind is, is whole. When the mind is whole, being and having are the same because the being is not coming from the body. The being is not coming from the vehicle. The identity is not coming from the physical matter. As Yoda says, luminous beings we are, not this crude matter. We're not identifying with the crude matter. We're not identifying with the cells and the molecules. We're identifying with the vibrations, with the light, with the love itself. So having and being are one. We're being, we exist, and we have everything in existence because our existence is the totality of vibration itself. Energy, energy itself is what we have. We are energy itself. And so it's tied together. There's nothing we need that we don't have. Because we are energy and everything is energy. And now these are tied together. So we begin to look at things quite differently. <laughs> we're not looking at things in a way where we're feeling lack, where we're feeling I'm not enough, psychologically, or lack, spiritually. Because we're not associating with separation. We're not associating with the body that sees separation, that sees not having. We're associating with truth. We're associating with the alpha state. We're associating with the vibration. With the energy. The body moves. The body learns skills, right? The body learns. It learns how to run. It learns how to swim. It learns how to play instruments. It learns how to dance. It's, it's a machine. But it also learns how to communicate. It learns how to communicate in symbols, which are words, actions, right? Writing. And it learns how to communicate with vibration, which is direct communication, which is the communication of love and emotion. And when we have that, when we've healed that, when that comes together, when we're experiencing that, when we're experiencing ourselves as abundant energy, we feel abundant. We don't feel lack. We recognize that the same energy that animates you, me, is animating everything. Everything is energy. It's the prana. It's the breath. It's so fascinating, brothers. I don't know if you guys knew this. this is, I think we learned this in high school. You might remember this from high school. The air that we breathe, we breathe in, we inhale air, call it air, prana, right, breath, life, we inhale life, and when we exhale, the change that goes through in our body from oxygen to carbon dioxide, when carbon dioxide is exhaled, the plants inhale that. They inhale the carbon dioxide and exhale the oxygen. Isn't that wild? It's just like this cycle. It's abundance. Everything is here, always. Energy is always here. Energy is always with us. Energy is one. Energy cannot be in a closed system. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, right, brothers? It just transfers from one medium to the another. It's the law of thermodynamics. Well, when the system is infinite, the law still applies. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It just transfers from one 
type or medium or to, to another. And that's the universe. That's eternity. That's everything. That's oneness explained. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Isaac Newton, for your laws of thermodynamics. Like, that is it. Everything is energy. There is no closed container, right? There's no closed system. There's no boundaries. The boundary is everywhere. Or the boundary is nowhere. <laughs> the boundary is nowhere. The center is everywhere. And so we feel abundance all the time. We feel this cup runneth over all the time. Of abundance, of abundance, of abundance, which is energy, 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 always, always. And what are we going to do with that energy? Well, when we're identifying with the body, we identify with mortality. You know, we need energy. We need energy. We need to eat. We need to rest. We need to sleep. You know, we need sustenance. We need to go out there. And we got these thoughts around doing and getting and survival. When we're energy, when we know that we're energy, when we know that this body, this body's good, like it's good. Like, yeah, I'll eat. Surely, that's what I mean when I say both. We're not talking about either or. It's not talking about living in either or, brothers. We're talking about living in both. Enjoying the playground of the world through the body while still knowing that you are the experiencer, you're the energy itself. So anyway, you wake up and you're feeling this total abundance. You're feeling in abundance, complete abundance. You don't need to get anything. There's no idea. There's no thought of getting. And here's where I'm going to close up the podcast because here's where the question of practicality comes in, right? Here's where people say, what's the practicality of all of this? You know, why would I do this? Why would I learn cognitive mastery? Why would I go deeper? Why would I begin to feel myself as energy? Why would I begin to experience myself as pure energy? You know, why would I make that journey? Why would I take that trip? Why do I learn that skill? What's the point? You know, because I'm not getting. That's the thing. The, the idea is that what am I getting out of it? It's such a fascinating question. It's like the caterpillar asking the butterfly, like, what's the point of having wings? Like, what's the point? It's like, what do I get out of it? And it's such a difficult question to answer. I mean, it's not a difficult question to answer. I obviously answer it. But it's such a fascinating question to hear. Because the question comes from the beta condition. The question comes from the mindset, the state of mind, that is normal, right? This normal perception, this normal behavior, this social interaction, <laughs> right? Which is why it's, it's sane, even though it sounds insane. Like, I'm going to flip this on you guys, because even though it's sane, because it's normal, it's actually insane. The normal perception is, what do I get? What do I get from this? What do I get from doing this? What do I get from these things? That's how we make decisions, right? How do you make decisions? What are you going to get out of it, right? What's the ROI, return on investment? What do I got to do for it? There's the doing, right? And what am I going to get from my actions? What am I going to get from my efforts? But here's the answer to how this is practical. Because when you do this, when you make the shift, when you wake up, when you correct the fractured mind, when you heal the split mind, when you heal from your insanity, whatever it is, like whatever verbiage, whatever terminology, whatever connotations we want to use, whatever words we're talking about here, brothers, it's all the same thing. When you make the switch from identifying with the body and form and separation to identifying with the energy and the astral and the totality, you feel abundant. You have abundance. You are living in a completely different state of mind. And abundance doesn't go out there wondering what it's going to get because it has everything. Again, the cup runneth over. What do you do? Well, if lack comes from trying to get, 
if you wake up with lack and you go out there and you want to get, 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 then when you wake up with abundance, you go out there and you give, 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 give. And that's the practicality of it all. That's what I mean with the difference between survival and service. In the low vibrations, we're acting in a state of survival. We're acting in a victim mentality. We're trying to survive by getting, by getting, by doing, by doing, by not having. I don't have, I need to get. That's the survival mentality. That's the insanity. The higher vibration of service is not about bussing tables or pumping gas. It's about giving of who you are. It's about giving who you are, what you are, to everything you are. Give everything to everyone because you are everyone. Everyone is you. When you're overflowing with love, what do you do? You give love. That's what you do. You give it. And that's sanity. And people say, what's the practicality of that? You tell me, having just heard. <laughs> what do you think the practicality of it is, brother? What do you think the practicality is of having your mind run and ruminate on trying to solve the problem of how you can give more. Right now, it's running and ruminating on how to solve the problem on how to get more. How do I get more? Right? Again, victim survival. I need to get more, get more, get more. And it's worry, right? So it worries, it doubts, it's fear. It's full of all these things because it doesn't have and it needs to get. You tell me what the practicality is of Flipping that over, of knowing that you have everything. You have and you are everything. And all you, all you need to do, if we're talking about doing, is give. You imagine what the difference would be as a species, what the difference would be in, as humanity if every single human out there woke up every morning and spent their entire day thinking about what they could give instead of what they could get. I mean, why do we go to work? Do you go to work to give something? It's very rare. I know some people do. So I'm not, not judging. Like I'm just asking. Asking you to ask yourself. Some people do. They wake up every morning and they go to work to give. It's their thing. They're just giving. And everybody is giving. Don't get me wrong. Like understand. Like the totality of oneness, when everything's happening, you're getting and giving at the same time. You're always giving. No matter what your job is, you're giving. But is that what your mindset is? Is your mindset in that state of giving? Or is your mindset is, I'm going to work so I can get? Again, brother, I'm not judging you. I'm asking you. I'm asking you to define sanity. I'm asking you to look at this word. I'm asking you to look at the practicality of everybody. Every single human being. I mean, the world wouldn't look the same. We would have no need for jails. We'd have no need for law enforcement if everybody were out there trying to give to each other. We would have no need for governments. We'd have no need for banks. Think about it. We'd have no need for money. If everybody were out there just helping each other, just giving. Just wanting to help, just wanting to make sure that everybody else had what they needed, was, were given to, were provided for. We would have no need for money. Money is an energy of getting. It's an energy of, of survival. It is the energy of survival. I've said that many times. We'd have no need for banks, no need for governments, no need for financial institutions, no need for health care. We'd have no need for the law enforcement system. We probably wouldn't even need the educational system, to be quite frank with you, because everybody would be educating each other all the time. We put these systems in place as results of the victim-dependent mindset, which is the insane mindset, which is insanity. We have built an asylum 
for our own insanity. And what we've done, brother, is we've made insanity so normal that now the insanity is sane. Those who are insane are considered sane. The inmates are running the asylum. And when guys like you and me, when we heal, when we wake up, when we reunite the mind, we're the ones that look insane. And we actually are the ones that are insane by definition. Because we are abnormal. <laughs> we are natural. We see things as they are, as energy, as truth, as light, as love. But it's not normal. And we become the insane. Because we're in the asylum. So you can look at it a couple of different ways, right, brother? Either we're the sane in the insane asylum that's run by the inmates, or we're insane because we're abnormal. And either way, I'm okay with it. Because either way, everything is energy and everything is love. And that's what I have for you today, my friends. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.